I'm just gonna do this. It's not gonna make sense. So you just you just go with it. This is me just going with it. Okay. Hello, Interwebs, and welcome to Close Up. I'm your co-host Joe, and I'm Ryan. This week we have a new segment for you: a debate. Ryan and I are men of strong opinions who enjoy good arguments. Uh, I mean, uh, discussions. I will argue that franchise entertainment is in a sorry state, and Ryan will argue that the status quo is okay. We got no moderator, so anything can happen. Context for this is I got this out of a cereal box. There was, like, a variety that you could have gotten, and this one was the coolest, and I wish I had it, and I, then I got it. I didn't choose the cereal box because there was a toy inside, but I appreciated it. I think the other ones were, like, the tricks Rabbit. And he looked on crack, and then there was like two others I can't remember. <laughs> Alright, we're gonna But he's cute. He's cute, ain't he? He is cute. I do like that one. Our argument is not on cereal, which is the best one, which is obviously corn pops. Anyway. I like cinnamon toast crunch, actually. And raisin bran. And uh there's a new there's an apple cinnamon one I really like. None of these are sponsors for the record. You healthy bastard. But they could be. Raisin bran is not healthy. There's raisins in it. <laughs> there's also Buckets of sugar. Okay, that brings us to our close-up. First, our opening statements. I'll begin, because this was my idea. I'm frustrated. I'm saddened. I'm apathetic. The state of my favorite franchises and their upcoming futures leaves me in such states as these, where I used to feel satisfied, joyful, and invested. My enjoyment continually wanes for the movies, TV series, comic books, or any other medium which I used to love. Whatever could have precipitated this change in my mindset? Too much content, lack of novelty, and an increasing lack of quality are all to blame. Okay, Ryan, your opening statement. I hear what you're saying. I understand you're frustrated, based on quality and some stuff that's going out. I understand, I understand you're sad. But sometimes, too much of something is great. I remember, back in the good old days of 2008, 2009, and 2010, if any of you children can remember back in those days, where we had to wait months and months for new content. So I am very happy, including the stuff with Marvel, that we're getting a bunch of shows, we're getting all these movies that are coming out. And after the state that we've been in for the past two years of the pandemic and consuming some content that is subpar, except for Mandalorian, that we are finally getting onto a roll of, holy crap, stuff's being produced more and more, and just being sent out into the world that we can consume. More, for me, is good. Unless it's bad quality. However, I've liked most of the stuff that's happened so far. Okay, so let's get into my point one. So I'll ramble on for a bit, and then you offer your best rebuttals for me here. So, my first point on why franchise entertainment is burning me the heck out lately is there is way too much to go through. Now, these franchises, for the purposes of my arguments, I'm primarily going to focus on Marvel, DC, and Star Wars because those are traditionally my favorite things and the things which I'm feeling burnt out on most lately, which is what makes me sad because they used to be my favorite things in the world and now I'm I'm a struggle to even start them anymore. But 
Point one, there's too much to go through right now. They, Disney in particular, is trying to monopolize my time with the stuff they're putting out. They are trying to make it so that even in franchises that they own, they want me to be watching nothing but Star Wars, nothing but Marvel. They're, that's why they're trying to put round-the-year series coming out. They're trying to put out every... I feel like every single week throughout the year I could be watching some Marvel show. And it's way too much. There is so much other entertainment, franchise or original, that I would want to be consuming. But because they're trying to prey upon my brand loyalty and say, well, you like Marvel, you like Star Wars, so of course you're going to watch the latest thing we put out, right? Otherwise, you're a bad fan. And maybe I am, but there's just... And I do feel obligated to watch it. And I probably turned off other shows, which I would have liked better, just because I have to keep up on what's happening now. It just... The way they're monopolizing my time leaves little room for other entertainment. And that makes me resent the franchises that I like already. Because... Why do you put so much out, so much of it out? Why can't you just take your sweet time, let me enjoy what's out, and just let me take my time with the stuff I enjoy? Because now I just can't make time for it all, and that means I'll have to pick and choose. As much as I like it, I just can't consume it all. Which is even more annoying in the case of something like Marvel, which brands itself as an interconnected universe where everything matters. And if I can't find the time to watch something, just this random series on Disney Plus that matters in the grand scheme of things, well, I'm going to be lost going forward. And the more stuff they put out, the less stuff I get to. The less stuff I get to, the less I know what's actually going on. So then I go to see a random Marvel movie and it's referencing events from five Disney Plus shows I haven't seen. I'm going to be missing stuff. And I'm going to feel out of the loop. Even though I'm one of those fans who watches pretty much everything, I'm going to be way out of the loop. Don't even get me started on the people who haven't kept up on these franchises as much as I have been over the last 10 years. It's, it's too much, and it's ridiculous. Time for your rebuttal. Joe, do you remember... A mo little movie came out in 2015. It was very underground, called Avengers Age of Ultron. Never heard of it. Mm. And at the beginning, the Avengers are going to Sokovia to recapture the scepter that, for some reason, Hydra has now. But questions were given that weren't answered at all. Still haven't been answered. Hydra is back? Still? How do they get the scepter? Blah, blah, blah. Who are these new characters? Who are... Scarlet Witch, and who are the, uh, Sil I almost said Silver Surfer. That is not it. Silver Surfer was in this, oh boy. Um, my mind's blanking on him. Aaron, Aaron Taylor Johnson, that guy. Quicksilver. Quicksilver. I knew it was silver something. And he had all these questions that weren't really answered. Unless he watched, you know, end credit scenes, which you couldn't really look up on YouTube back in the day, which is wild to think about. Because not everything was just being filmed out of someone's pocket. But now, with these shows, you have s small stories that can be expanded on. 
And most of the shows that are being put out are quite high quality. You don't need to have watched all these, but it is for the super fans who love these certain types of characters. My, a great example is WandaVision and Loki. I know you not have the strongest feelings about Loki, but it it's, takes these characters that people love, especially with WandaVision, who was kind of a, a B character in the Avengers films, and it, her character is expanded on. Vision's character is expanded on even a little bit, even though it's kind of a figment of her imagination. And we see her go through her trauma, we understand what she's been through, and it gets us hyped up more for the next big project, which was Multiverse of Madness. Was it executed properly? Not really. And some of the stuff that was produced on Disney+, Plus, I would argue, has been better than most of the movies, or some of the movies that have been produced in Phase 4. Except for Shang-Chi. Just because it seems what they're doing with Disney and with Marvel specifically is that they're giving the movies to newer characters. And besides Miss Marvel and Moon Knight and, well, the last shows that have come out, they've given characters that we've known and expanded their, expanded their stories even more. With Winter Captain America and Winter Soldier, with Loki, with WandaVision. And now they're starting to create newer shows like Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, which three episodes are out, still haven't watched yet. We'll get to it. And later on, going to be She-Hulk. And with these new shows, it's getting me a little bit more excited because now finally we're getting some new stuff. Moon Knight has been some of the best Marvel stuff that has happened throughout all the years. And I understand the your criticism of it's taking up way too much of your time to get invested in all this but then again this these shows are being released week by week so it's not like you have to blast through them all that was my that's one of my biggest problems with stranger things right now is that their episodes are so much longer and they were all just released all at once that if you went on tiktok and you just saw something stranger things you couldn't be like (gasps) you couldn't skip ahead so i i understand your critique there And I honestly think because we're getting more and more content, especially with some of these side characters, I think it shows that Marvel is respecting some of the B-side characters that are known in the comments but not well-known in the MCU. And I can't wait to see what they do with them. Okay. So I guess let's get to your first big point about why the state of franchise entertainment is okay. What do you have to say on that? Because I think the state of franchises, I think specifically with Star Wars right now, is because what we had back in 2015 was just movies. Mm -hmm. That's what it was. It was just movies. You could argue with the animated shows as, as well. Those were there, of course. But mass audiences, unless you're super fans of Star Wars, aren't going to watch an animated show because there's just ridiculous criticism just because it's animated i'm not going to watch it which i've i know happens because i've heard it from my own family and as the movies went on there was a little bit of star wars fatigue just because of you know the lack of quality you know stuff going on behind the scenes and when these shows were announced especially with mandalorian and you had john favreau and dave filoni came back and you had these people work on these 
shows who care and love about these characters and the stories that they go through, especially with Mandalorian and how he ties into the Star Wars universe, how Ahsoka ties into it after Return of the Jedi, how how Luke, spoilers for Mandalorian if you haven't watched it, how Luke comes back, Grogu, there's so much of Star Wars that's happened in recent in recent years that have become iconic with Baby Yoda and Mandalorian's look. And with, I can't really speak too much on DC because I haven't really kept up with DC ever since Batman v Superman specifically, just because I've always compared them to Marvel. Not that I want them to be more like Marvel. It's just when you have a giant, a juggernaut like Marvel, and then you have DC where it seems like their, their stuff isn't as planned out as Marvel's was, um, which is understandable because, you know, you have to compete with your biggest competitor. And I would say their stuff was way, was way more, um, I'm losing, I'm losing words here. I'm I'm running out my dictionary. Their stuff was more, uh, they had a lot of more stuff, especially with Arrowverse stuff where their stuff's not connected to the movie universe and the movie universe is not connected to some TV shows where if Marvel, and I guess you could argue even with like agents of shield that would, that connected stuff to the Avengers movies. And the reason why I think right now it's a good time because phase, you can't have major motion pictures to every single character right now. So the fact that they're doing small TV shows, for lesser known characters after the events of Endgame, I think is really good. And so far it's been okay. We'll see what happens after Thor if we like phase four or not. It's not looking great so far, but you know, I honestly think more the merrier and the fact that I can stay home, watch it at home, I don't have to go out to a theater to catch up on what the next two years of Marvel's gonna be like and just stay home, rewatch it. I think it's I think it's a good time. I honestly think more the merrier is good for me. Maybe it's because I have too much time on my hands. It's just an individual uh, an individual perspective. Okay, you wrapped up a little early. Okay, so my rebuttal to that is I will say more doesn't always mean better. Hmm. So. You were saying how there's more diversity of projects and creators, and I'm glad there's something for everyone. But the problem is, these companies are, there may be more projects within each particular brand, but these brands are all owned by, oh Oh my god, good. Yep, I'm fine. But these brands are all owned by certain companies. There may be 10 million Marvel shows going on nowadays, but Disney's the one who's got to pay for all that. So even though there's more stuff coming out for more people, they can make as many shows as they want, but Disney's budget for Marvel Studios is not going to get that much bigger. I don't know how much money all these projects are earning them whether in advertising revenue or 
Disney Plus subscriptions or HBO Max subscriptions or Netflix subscriptions or whatever franchises are out there, I don't know how much more money they're getting from this. Because even though there's more for more people, I feel like you're just stretching your fan base thinner. Because let's say, for example, Ms. Marvel. Okay, maybe, maybe you'll get people watching Ms. Marvel who've never seen a Marvel show before. Okay, that's, that's great. You brought in some new people who were more interested in this particular story. That's great. But realistically, what's going to happen is people, is people like you and me, who've been watching all of Marvel up to this point, are going to be watching, are going to be the ones mainly watching Ms. Marvel. They're not getting that many new people in to justify making all these projects. I feel like they're going to start losing money soon. Because guys like you and me, like I was saying before, we can't get through everything. As much as we love it, as much as we want to, we just can't get through everything. And they're going to start seeing their numbers going down, because the people who watch everything can't get to everything, and the people they're hoping to bring in are probably not sticking around for the other projects. If they bring in new people for Ms. Marvel, they might watch Ms. Marvel Season 2, but they're probably not going to watch She-Hulk, or Moon Knight, or Falcon and the Winter Soldier, or Loki. Mm-hmm. They're just they're just making too many things, and like I said, I don't think the budgets are are gonna go up really because they're only making so much money to spread the love around, right? And Disney's a juggernaut, but every franchise is trying to do this now. Every franchise is trying to like I'll say for example Star Trek on Paramount Plus. They've got I don't know four or five shows going on right now of varying budget levels. I'm sure. Lower Decks doesn't cost as much to make as Strange New Worlds, Picard, and Discovery. But they're kind of... They're stretching that thin. And it's just... It's probably mostly Star Trek fans of old who are watching something like Picard. But that doesn't mean they're going to watch the new stuff. And people tuning in for the new stuff might not care to watch the old stuff. It's just... They have to find this balancing act. Because even though there's so much, it doesn't mean they're gonna, it's going to get them more success. It just means there's a lot more of it to go around. And stretching things out also means every project gets less time to breathe. So, even, like I said, for the people who do want to watch everything. Right. They might. Yeah. It just feels constricting. So that's... I did have a point, but I think it helps your case more. So I don't know if I want to say it. (laughs) Maybe save it for point two. Okay. If it works. Okay, Mm. so going on to my second point for why franchises are fatiguing me out. Branching off my first point of there being too much, lack of novelty is another huge problem for me. We're starting to get to the point where back... And I'm going to use... For this point, I'm going to use the CW's Arrowverse DC as a case study for this bit, like I used Marvel for the first point. So when the Arrowverse started, it was novel. Hey, we're adapting B-tier characters like Green Arrow. Okay, that's really cool. And the show's actually really good. Oh, and now we're getting a Flash spin-off series? That's really cool. Oh, and now we're getting Legends of Tomorrow. We're getting Supergirl. We're getting some B-tier characters, some A-tier characters later on that had never been adapted before. Or at least with this kind of budget. It was really novel. And then those, I remember being so hyped back in 2014 
when the Flash and Arrow had their first crossover on the CW, and that was just that was my Green Arrow and Flash are teaming up on the small screen, and it's, it's just it's so fun. Flash forward to a couple of years, nobody really talks about the Arrowverse as much anymore. It's still going on. I still watch them. I'm behind, but I still watch them. It's still happening. But, oh my god. That's my point. Does anybody watch? I mean, people tuned in for Crisis on Infinite Earths because that was a huge one. But I'm trying to remember the name of the other crossovers now. That first one between Arrow and Flash? Amazing. But did people tune in for... Okay, I'll say one that I happen to really like was Crisis on Earth X. was a great crossover, but people don't really talk about that one as much because there's no more novelty to it. We've seen these people cross over before multiple times. It's not, it's not in a, the first time the Avengers met, it was special. Infinity War was also special. But now that we've seen these kind of crossovers so much, there's no more novelty. And once again, going to the, back to the Arrowverse, because those shows did 20 episodes a season or something like that, there's just, and be, that's going back to there being a lot of it, it used to feel more special that we're even getting weird characters adapted. Oh, Flash is fighting, I don't know, some D-list character from the comic books from the 60s. Oh, that's a really cool deep cut. I like that. That's that's really fun. They're just adapting these things. But now, it's a very comfortable sort of rhythm to it. It's not must-watch TV anymore. It's arguably not even great TV, but I still watch it kind of on autopilot at this point because it's just... It's kind of like the comic books, too. It's just mm -hmm. every episode's just a new adventure. It doesn't shake up the status quo that much. It doesn't really change anything. I'm not that invested in it. But it's just a new adventure with characters you love. And I see the same thing happening with Marvel movies and DC movies and just all these major franchises after a while just settle into a comfortable rhythm where things aren't really being shaken up and it, you don't really care that much about what's happening because nothing really gets shaken up that much and when things do get shaken up well we've seen it before you can only see crisis on infinite earths happen so many times actually just once once is all you needed because after that every crossover loses its potency we've seen this before we've seen world ending events before so why do we care so now that things don't feel special or eventful it just kind of becomes oh another episode of the Flash is out now. Okay, sure, I guess I'll watch that. Whatever, maybe I'll enjoy it. It's just... I used to be excited for these things to come out. You know, I used to tune in every week and be like, wow, I'm so hyped for this to come out, and now I just kind of watch it. I'm like, eh, okay, I'm just watching. And uh, I guess that's what I'll say on that. What's your rebuttal? It's a lack of novelty. This one's tough for me because I haven't been... I don't. I haven't watched any Arrowverse stuff. I haven't okay, so watched anything DC. So that's, and just trying, case, that's just my case yeah. study. It applies to any franchise. I would say lack of novelty. It might not be new towards like universe or the grand scheme of things, but I would say it's new because of they are, especially with the shows, they're not great big conflicts that will affect the universe, but they affect the character themselves. And I think that novelty is shines more especially with wandavision especially with loki goes through a whole different character journey than he did in the movies because it's a past loki spoilers 
with Winter Soldier, with him, with Sam accepting himself to be Captain America and him being a black Captain America. And what does that mean for the, the world? And what does it mean for him to accept that? And, and I guess speaking on the Arrowverse, I think it's just a lack of, again, I haven't, I, I haven't watched it. So this is just me assuming where I think it's a lack of, no, I'm helping your your point. What am I doing? No, I'm not going to touch it. But with Marvel, it's tough because I want to defend Multiverse Madness in a way, specifically because it's like the one of the bigger major ones that come out recently where you can't really follow up Endgame or Infinity War at this point because as great of a character Wanda is, she's not really a major villain. So it does kind of have to be their own little story. Should have been marketed better to, for that to be it, probably, to be a bit more specific. And I just think with Marvel nowadays, like who, only people who were cool knew who Moon Knight, Moon Knight was in the, in the comics and how great he was. And he is a new character. He's, they're t it's probably the darkest thing emotionally and psychologically that Marvel's produced so far. With the split personalities, the abusive past that he's had, you know, the, I was going to say the violence, but it's really not that bad. Well, bad f for Marvel. And I just, uh, I, I don't know about Miss Marvel yet, but it looks like just a fun show. The, here's what the novelty for Marvel was for me. There was, what was first? WandaVision was good because it took you on the history of television and went to Wanda's character study. Loki was, okay, here's this big organization that handles the timeline, and here, and this is how it breaks, and here's our setting up for our new big bad villain for phase four or five, whatever. Winter Soldier came, comes out, it's just about him accepting who he is. And the same for Winter Soldier, accepting that Sam can be Captain America, and here's why Joe, Joe Walker? It's not Joe Walker. John Walker. John Walker. John Walker can't be. Great moments there. And then, what came out after Winter Soldier? Hawkeye. Hawkeye was just a fun Christmas vacation between Hawkeye and Kate Bishop, which we, I think we both loved. And then Moon Knight, yeah, comes, Moon Knight comes out. Emotional gut punches in almost each episode. Oscar Isaac does amazing. The action's great. We love the suit. So, yes. In terms of when you say lack of novelty, I do think there's a point where, yes, we've seen them go through these, these big events, like, oh, another life-threatening thing. Yeah, that sucks. But it's how they're doing it that I think where the novelty is going, coming through because it's not just this bad guy shows up anymore and now they have to fight him. Now it's psychological. It's emotional. It's all based on what the character's characters motivations are and their backstory and that's where i'm still having my interest in marvel so far but yeah okay all right so that'll be your second point the structuring thing is so hard it's hard to yeah it's hard to not fight back when i know i have something to say we're going back and forth yeah it's tough okay so point two point two got? i think that the fact star wars is becoming more and more of a franchise has actually saved it in recent years that that is my case study is that these 
these new shows are actually kind of saving it in a way because I remember when I'll use both Marvel and uh, Star Wars, actually. I'll use Marvel first because it's kind of my weaker point. I say Marvel after Endgame and I think after watching Far From Home, I was like, I have no interest in Phase 4 now because they've defeated Thanos. And then WandaVision came out and I saw the quality of that show and I was like, well, they're actually putting some care into this. I'll watch the next ones. And with Star Wars, by the end of the sequel series, by the end of Episode 9, people were just like, I don't know about this franchise anymore. I really don't. And then they get a surprise with Mandalorian with how it's shot, how the char- how the character growth between Man- Mando and Grogu. Their their whole journey together and then Book of Boba Fett, they wanted everyone wanted a Book of Boba Fett or a Boba Fett show where he survives Sarlacc and he goes through his journey. Again, we all know how that turned out. But then there's just these little moments with with inside Mandalorian specifically that Star Wars fans wanted to see and never got to until Jon Favreau came in and Dave Filoni came in. And you can even include Bryce Dallas Howard because I honestly think some of her episodes that she's directed are some of the best, especially the one in Book of Boba Fett. And then you even have recently with Kenobi, you have what happened between between New Hope and Revenge of the Sith. What happened to him? What happened to him and Vader? And I honestly... Because at the end of uh, episode 9, people were just like, I don't know how to feel about Star Wars anymore. I don't know if it's really for me. And then these shows come out, and they're taken, they're taken with respect and very seriously that I, it, re, it reinvigorated my love for Star Wars, especially during one episode at the end of Mandalorian Season 2, where Luke shows up, becomes a badass, like he was supposed to be during that time. I was literally cheering. You know, the effects are treated with respect, the the story as a whole, the, the universe. And it just... That's, that's where I come from, being a fan of these films fan of that franchise for years ever since i was a kid not knowing where i was gonna go with it by episode nine and then watching these shows and being like this is why i fell in love with it in the first place was the world was the world before it not because of the lack of quality with the movies and stuff it was just the entire world of star wars and how much stories there are that can be told and the same with marvel by the end of endgame i was like yeah i don't really have an interest in what happens after Thanos. And then I see WandaVision, and I see there are small character stories that can happen. You could even make an argument in Homecoming that was a small, like a very condensed, in terms of stakes, stakes-wise with just him trying to stop the Vulture from stealing uh, Stark tech. And I think with WandaVision, with Loki, with Winter Soldier, these small character moments, I don't think they need to be this grand conflict that has to happen. I think when you have these small character moments, that they can be done very well. Are they executed 100%? Not really, but it's interesting with the way Marvel is taking an approach to a character study 
with their shows now because you didn't really see that with the films. So it's really interesting to see them do that now, especially with side B characters. Okay. So I'm going to argue that even though you say these new shows kind of arguably saved Marvel and Star Wars for you, they were doing it a way before, and then those ways were kind of rubbing people the wrong way, so they tried to do a different thing. And there's a lot of great moments. I do agree with that. But I'm going to argue that making so many of these things, even though it does work in the short term, I think ultimately it dilutes the brand. Because, once again, the, the fact that... Okay, maybe not every Star Wars movie was great. I didn't like the sequels, and, you know, people didn't like the prequels before that. And, but no matter what happened, everybody used to be on the same page with Star Wars. Whether the movies were good, whether they were bad, every Star Wars fan could go to the theater and see the new movie and say, okay, that was a Star Wars movie. Everybody, every Star Wars fan has watched it. Now it's, it used to be every three years or sometimes every couple of decades we'd get a new Star Wars movie. They used to be events. Everybody I know who was a Star Wars fan used to just go out of their way to watch these things. Not so with the Disney Plus shows. However their quality, you can argue it. But now that Star Wars is just a regular thing, it's always with us. We always have something like The Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, Kenobi, Bad Batch, Clone Wars, Rebels, other things that I haven't watched. We always have comic books. And now that Star Wars is always with us, it's dividing the fan base. Because now not everyone's on the same page. As, as great as the moments are in Mandalorian or, you know, a couple episodes of Book of Boba Fett or Kenobi, as great as some of those moments are, not everybody's watching them anymore. Now, granted, a lot of them are, but just more casual Star Wars fans who 100% would have seen the movies, been on the same page as every other Star Wars fan for decades, they're not watching the shows. And maybe they would love those moments, but that's not happening because they're not watching it. They don't want to pay 10 bucks a month for a Disney Plus subscription to see these new things as good as they could be. It's just the fact that Star Wars is in so many different spheres now. Just, like, we can't all enjoy it as one community anymore. And, yeah. And you were saying how it kind of renewed interest of yours in the brands as well. Because it's for the same reason. They were kind of trying to go one way and then that way was sort of getting them killed because it wasn't, people weren't resonating with just, okay, yeah, everyone was on the same page for the movies, but the movies were kind of taking people out after a while because the quality was going down. So, oh, great, we have quality on TV now. But how long is that going to last before the quality, before this new status quo starts going downhill as well? And now that they're everywhere, where else do they have to go? The brand is oversaturated now, and now it's fresh now. But how far before The Mandalorian runs out of steam, or if they're even doing other seasons of these shows, how long before they run out of characters to tell side stories of in Marvel or DC or Star Wars? They've only got so many characters in these rosters, or characters that people would actually tune in to watch. So I think as big a boost as you get from putting all these shows on TV, that's, that's a temporary boost that in 10 years, 
it'll be just as polarizing as the movies were. Only now everyone's not on the same page anymore. So with that, I'm going to... Damn, I have a rebuttal to that, but I know we can't do that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe next time we should change up this format a little bit, add a couple minutes for rebuttal to rebuttal. I will say, though, by the, by, by the end of Avengers Age of Ultron came out, people were like, I don't know about this Marvel thing anymore. And then Civil War happened. I do think quantity is bad, but if the quantity has really good quality, then it will show people's interest in it. That's, that a good kind of, that's, not, that's not a third point for me because it kind yeah. of ties into my last two. Yeah, okay. So, that's, so that bit about quality ties into my third point is... Oh shit, I'm sorry. Bur- I should have been patient. <laughs> I should have been patient. Yeah. I'm being burnt out on these franchises because not only is there too much of it, not only is it not novel for me anymore, but the quality of every installment of my favorite franchises is slowly diminishing or providing diminishing returns over time. And now I'm going to talk about Star Wars as my primary case study for this. People still talk about the old movies with reverence. Everybody watched those movies, like I was just saying in my last rebuttal. And once again, maybe we weren't always on the same page, but let's talk about the originals in particular. Everybody saw those movies. Everybody loved those movies. People are still talking about them decades later. Maybe you didn't love the prequels. People are still talking about them decades later. But let's look at the new stuff. Let's look at Mandalorian, even. A decent Star Wars show, by most measures. Are people still talking about it? Not really, because there's so much of it out now. We're watching Book of Boba Fett next, we're watching Kenobi, we're watching whatever. Nobody really talks about The Mandalorian after it's out. Yeah, maybe a little bit. But if we're talking to Star Wars, just you and me or my other friends, we're probably talking about the movies, the old movies we grew up with. We're talking, like, are we going to be talking, like, are our kids going to be talking about The Mandalorian with as much frequency as. The movies, no, because there's just, there's too much of it to go around, and it's not as good as the movies, and we see things like Kenobi, Book of Boba Fett, it's like, it's there, it's Star Wars, but nobody talks about it after they come out, because they're just not as good. There's a lot of great moments, and then people will always remember, but we're just, I don't know, they're just content. Star Wars is mostly just content now. It's, it's keeping us entertained. Oh, great, the new Star Wars thing is out. And I'll probably forget about that when the next thing is out. And it's just getting more and more, well, like I said before, diluted that way. And another thing I'll mention in that vein, too, is because we've got so much going out and providing diminishing returns, I think there's, even with all these Star Wars things we're getting, I think there's... To the point about diminishing returns and downgrading in quality, I think it's because we're getting less unique voices in the ring telling these stories. Going from Star Wars, I'm going to jump back to Marvel for a second. Back in the days when we were growing up, Marvel used to be Star Wars and Marvel used to be divided into a lot of things. Any old writer who George Lucas approved could tell a Star Wars story in any era with any character, and there was an old canon in Legends. And, you know, you could get Knights of the Old Republic from Bioware. You could get, I don't remember other studios right now, but just they used to make all these different, like you could get 
uh, Lego Star Wars games, you used to get all this variety of video games, different styles, different playthroughs, different creative visions, novels, comic books, just animated shows, anything. There was so much variety. Or even with Marvel, used to be Fox's X-Men 2 were very different than the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Disney would never have the guts to do something like Logan or Deadpool, but now they're all under one banner. And creativity is getting diminished. We're getting so much of it, but it's all starting to feel the same. And it goes back to what I said before, the lack of novelty. It's just, it's all starting to feel too similar now. And most of it's not, it's just nothing, it's, it's getting less and less, more, more stale as time goes on, is the problem. The quality is diminishing. We, I've seen this all before so many times. And they're keeping me out more around out of brand loyalty than because I actually like the stuff they're putting out. Once again, we'll go back to Book of Boba Fett. I'm only watching that because I'm a Star Wars fan. I'll go back to the old Star Wars movies anytime and say, oh yeah, you need to see episodes one through six. That's a great Star Wars story. But am I going to be recommending Book of Boba Fett to people? No, it was just a show that came out and I watched it because I'm a Star Wars fan. It's not a show I'm recommending as a good story to somebody. I just watched it out of brand loyalty. And yeah, like there are some other Star Wars shows that I would watch and are good, but most of them I'm just watching out of brand loyalty. I'm not actually interested in them. And that's why going forward, I'm not really bothering to watch future Marvel shows. I don't plan on watching something like Ms. Marvel. Because I don't know if it's good or not, but it didn't look good to me. And just the fact that it's got a Marvel banner on the front shouldn't be good enough for me to just watch that show. If I hear good things about it and it's pretty objectively people are liking this that aren't just in the Marvel fan base, okay, sure, if it's a quality show in its own right, stands alone on its own merits, great. And that used to be how these things were. You, they stood alone on their own merits. I could watch pretty much any Phase 1 Marvel movie, and it stood alone on its own merits. But nowadays, I'm just watching it because it's a Marvel movie. So I would never have watched something like Falcon and the Winter Soldier if it didn't have a Marvel brand attached to it, you know? I watched Captain America, the first Avenger, and Captain America, Winter Soldier. Not because I was a Captain America fan. I didn't even like Captain America when those movies came out. But they were just good movies that I wanted to go see. I would never watch something like Falcon and the Winter Soldier if I was not a Marvel fan. But I would pick up something that was actually good quality, even if it, I didn't care for the franchise before. And I'm probably over my time right now, so you should rebuttal. <laughs> You're getting more and more angry as you're talking, too. I love it. Yeah, this is my last point. <laughs> it's a strong last point. Going back on what you say for the Star Wars one, that I will we'll go to Star Wars and then we'll go to Marvel. When you say that no one's really talking about Mandalorian or Kenobi or Boba Fett as much as the movies, I would say that's more on not of the quality that's happening, but that's just the stigma on TV shows. Think about what happened with the Netflix Marvel shows. Everyone thinks Daredevil is a brilliant series. They love it so much. It's probably some of the best Marvel that they've produced in the last or around that time, even with Ever. Jessica Jones in first season. But the reason why people don't watch it, TV shows, because it's 13 hours of content. And a lot of people don't have that time. They just, except us, except, you know, <laughs> movie nerds. Uh. 
so that's that's where i think the problem is more just the stigma of tv where it's easy to just go on a day off go to the movies for a couple hours instead of watch a whole show uh, and be dedicated to that show and your next point where it was the only reason you'd be watching the shows is because of brand loyalty and that you know the universe from star wars and from marvel I see that as a positive because these shows are meant for the fans, the majors fans, especially Star Wars, especially with Book of Boba Fett, regardless of the quality that we think it is, especially with Kenobi. They're meant for the fans. Would I introduce someone who's never seen Star Wars to those shows first? No, of course I wouldn't, because you have to watch it from the beginning, just like everything else. There's a great meme that I shared with you where it's like, 50 years from now where I'm taking my kid to see the 549th Marvel movie after making him watch the last thousand. That, no, I wouldn't introduce him to Kenobi right off the bat because you do need to know that history beforehand, especially even with some, I would argue you don't really need to know the history with Marvel shows, especially with Moon Knight. It's its own condensed little story, maybe a little bit with Loki but definitely with WandaVision and Winter Soldier, and probably Hawkeye as well. But with recently, with Moon Knight, didn't really matter what was going on in the Marvel Universe beforehand, because we don't really know what time period that's set in, especially if it was like Eternals, or we know it's after Endgame, but we don't really, it doesn't really matter that much. And I would say that is one of the best things Marvel has produced in the past few years. I would put it just under daredevil in terms of tv shows that they've produced and miss marvel it looks like from trailers and from a recap that i saw for episode one that it's its own thing as well so to me when you say that the quality is diminishing in some ways it is but for me in other ways it's elevating even more because with stuff with movies, think about the criticism, especially with Captain Marvel, that it was a retread of both Captain America or um, Wonder Woman, which was a crazy coincidence because I think the only thing that the comparison with Wonder Woman was, was that she was a pilot or whatever, like a pilot died in it or whatever. I think that was really uh-huh. the only criticism. And yes, there, there are these stories that happen multiple times because you know history repeats itself that's all i will say and um i'm trying i'm looking through your notes again but the the brand loyalty i understand your criticism with it and the fact that the only reason these shows do get produced is for these fans and it kind of excludes the casual viewer to not jump into it right away but to me i love that because it shows that they do care about their loyal fans and the fact that they're making these shows for them. Okay. Yeah. All right, so what's your third and final point? Why is the status quo okay? All right, well, this is my worst point. I'm just going <laughs> to tell you this. My next point is, what else are they supposed to do? Just stop? Stop making content? Because, no, they're not going to do that. You want to know why? Because they have such a following. Both Marvel both DC, both Star Wars, Star Trek, frickin' Rick and Morty. You know, they're, they're so popular and they make so much money from a producer aspect and from money-wise, it wouldn't make sense for them just to stop just because some of the quality is diminishing. 
are they going to be as good as like phase one marvel or even phase three marvel no but they can't just stop because what would be the point just for them to be like well they're not going to be as good but there's still stories to tell we might as well just tell them because we have a following we know they'll go and see it we know that they'll they would love to see these stories and especially with star wars they had you want to end on episode nine where it was probably the most criticized out of all the sequels besides last jedi i would say it's on par with the in terms of criticism so they had to in a way weird way rebrand themselves in the fact no star wars can be really good especially towards certain stories with mandalorian and kenobi where this is for the fans and we know you want to see this and i know you're not you're not you're not you're not a fan of corporations we we i'm not a fan as well however if they keep producing stuff that's fun to watch that has great that has good stories quality stories then i th- i think they're doing a decent job so far especially with marvel and star wars i've i have notes of like some f- film ideas like every film guy has one you know every film student has one and one is a franchise and i've thought about hmm what story could come after this what story could come after that because you know you don't want to end if it's a passion project you really don't want this to end you want to keep going and if it's going to keep making money might as well just keep making it would it be would it be absolutely insane if they stopped after endgame not really because it did tie up a lot of or it did end a lot of major character story arcs but then there's the small characters that i've talked about before and that's awesome to see too that they are respecting the universe and their characters with the small characters and giving them a time to shine in their own way i think that's all i can really say okay so you say what else was they supposed to do my problem is just it's not that they keep going well it is that they keep going because however okay it is right now part of my fatigue is from the fact that I can see everything slowly going like this. I'm watching the the plane crash from the sky, knowing I can do nothing to stop it. I know where it's going to end up. And it's just, it's just exhausting that I have to sit and watch this happen. I see the decline happening already, and as a fan, I know... I just don't know if I want to stick it out till the inevitable crash of everything I love comes burning down. Uh, An example I have here is The Simpsons. It's considered one of the best TV shows of all time from season 3 through 9. It was okay for a couple years after that, but it's on season 30. Most fans stop watching... Exactly. Most fans agree the the show stopped being even decently good 15 years ago, but it's still on the air. For who? You know? What's the, it's a shadow of its former self at that point. It's mostly driven by cameos, references to its former glory. I mean, you can stick out for brand loyalty, but it's just sad after a while. And why do I want to subject myself to watching something like that play out in real time as a fan? I'm nearly more inclined to just... It's like Marvel, you know? Part of me is just, you know, Endgame was a decent ending. And they'll still make stuff after that, but why do I, as a fan, 
decent. Want <laughs> Why do I, as a fan, want to keep watching after the natural conclusion of a story? Because after that, I kind of just wrote down here, they're kind of just doing a weekend at Bernie's here. They're just parading around the corpse of the franchises right now, pretending like they still have life in them. You're talking about passion projects here. You know, you were saying you got your passion project, you can see being a franchise. That's different. Star Wars episodes one through six were a passion project. That was the visionary mind of George Lucas saying, we have a story to tell. And that's the conclusion. Seven, eight, nine, and anything else that comes after that is just a cash grab. Maybe there's some kernels of good ideas in there. Sure. Okay. They have stuff to tell. But the story ended. It's done. And you're just trying to keep it going. Not to say everything after that'll always be bad. But there is a difference between a passion project, which has a natural ending. That's just artistry. And what these corporations are doing with franchises, which is just milking them for everything they're worth. They're just going to keep them going, no matter how long ago they should have ended, until nobody's watching anymore. They'll squeeze it till its last dollars are, <laughs> are there, and nobody's paying to watch this stuff anymore. So, that's my rebuttal. And let's do our closing statements, finish it up. In closing, my favorite franchises have burnt me out. I'm not 100% gone yet, but I'm on the way out. My investment is waning in everything I once loved. I can see it getting worse. There's way too much of it for me to keep up with. Maybe it's just me becoming an older man. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in my early 20s, but even... Even I can't keep up with this stuff anymore, so I'll start end up I'll end up being like my parents who don't watch everything anymore. They'll just watch mm. the good stuff. But if there's not that much good stuff to go around, then I probably won't be checking out too much of it in the decades to follow. It's probably just Star Trek that's burning you out, isn't it? <laughs> is it mostly Star Trek? Star Trek is the only thing I like right now. Strange new world. Oh, not weird. Interesting. Strange new worlds brought me back from the brink on Star Trek, man. That's mm -hmm. with Picard and Discovery. I was nearly out of Star Trek, but Strange New Worlds, man, that show brought some new life in. I haven't seen something I've liked so much in a long time. Nothing like Mar in Marvel, DC, or Star Wars has brought me back in that same way this for most of this last decade. Right? Maybe they'll get their Strange New Worlds coming out. I don't know. I thought Kenobi was going to be that for Star Wars. It didn't do that much for me. I liked it, but it didn't get me mm -hmm. back the way I wanted. So just everything has diminishing returns on investment, and I, as a general consumer of entertainment, just am not seeing enough quality to go around. I'm mostly just here for brand loyalty, not because these things are actually good. And that's, that's where I'm at. I'm getting, I'm getting burnt out. Well, I will say I was getting burnt out a little bit with Star Wars when the sequels were coming out, and with Marvel, especially after Endgame. But then you have these certain movies that come out and these certain TV shows that have come out. All these examples, the ones that I like, Mandalorian, Kenobi for Star Wars. With Marvel, I loved Moon Knight. I loved Shang-Chi. I even loved, you can argue, No Way Home. Probably one of the best Marvel movies out there that's ever been made. And I know some of my friends 
thought it was too fan servicey. I just thought it was brilliant when they all came together. Even Moon Knight, WandaVision, there, I will agree with you that a lot is being produced, but certain projects, regardless of quality, they are being passionate while making them. And you can see that shine through with the actors, with the directing, with the shots. I am curious to see what happens with Thor. Comes out in two weeks. Exactly. And come and back to Close Up, where we will be talking about that. We will be talking about it. And I feel like this will make or break Marvel movies for me. Because I think their quality of shows has been really good. I feel like Phase 4 right now, they're just setting up for what's happening in the universe. Kind of like what happened with the beginning of Phase 1 and Phase 2. Mm-hmm. So, I think that my advice for people who are feeling burnt out and wanting high-quality level stuff, including Joe, is to just be patient and just wait, especially with Marvel, especially with Star Wars, because I feel like something epic is about to happen, especially with Marvel. They're doing their own little self-contained stories right now, so you can't really compare them to end game level it's not fair to the creators it's not fair to where we are in the universe right now and you can't compare everything to these epic stories because compare uh, you'll naturally compare but it's just not fair to these self-contained stories but that would just be my advice it's just to be patient because from what they've produced most of it has been good and just the other stuff is just subpar nothing has been trashed so far you could argue Eternals, but I had fun with Eternals, to be honest. And other than that, they're making stuff for fans. You know, they're bringing stuff that's was kind of not finding the word that was kind of a, not faux pas, but just kind of pushed to the side in Marvel that they're bringing into that was kind of too crazy to film, you know, with Moon Knight and the Eternals and who's Shang-Chi. They're bringing the, they're bringing daredevil back which i'm excited for but you're worried for because it is disney and they do they aren't great with with violence because of their brand but with moon knight i would say it's a step in the right direction so i'm confident that they will try their best and i and my advice would just be to be patient all right i guess we'll see how it goes we'll do a follow-up to this episode in 10 years <laughs> ryan will still be watching all the Marvel shows, there'll be five concurrently on at every time, and... And you'll be, be watching, watching The Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> when it gets good again. When it gets good again. On the 50th anniversary year. Yes. Okay, so, who won this debate? That'll be up to you, I suppose. It's probably Joe. <laughs> take your, <laughs> take your points. Joe. I think we both had some pretty good points, so... Plug our socials, and let's wrap it up. Well, you can find me at Ryan Walker Official on TikTok and on Instagram. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at ThoughtPlay Media and our Facebook page of the same name. Find further film discussion and entertainment reviews on thoughtplane.ca forward slash articles. And if you'd be so kind, you can support ThoughtPlay Media on Patreon, link below. Also, be sure to leave us comments and reviews as that's a big help. And how about clicking that like button if you enjoyed this? We hope to see you on the next close-up with Ryan and Joe. Till next time. See ya.